Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ash Melvin. Hello. And John by Josh Brown. Hello. Now, The Last of Us 2, we don't know if it's coming this year. We hope dearly that it is. Um, but Little Miss Ash finally played The Last of Us. I finally did. I'm five years late to the party. But oh! What, what a party it is. What a party. Literally, <laughs> what a party it is. That's what I was going to say. Like, I have had... Oh, I was going to say I've had an amazing time. I've had a very emotionally traumatic yes. time, but it's been a good one. So good, but, emotionally traumatic. Yeah. So we kind of thought we'd break it down. We started talking about The Last of Us again, and mm. like it's one of the greatest games of all time, one of the best stories ever told in in video games and everything. Um, and so the only way to make it relevant for a YouTube algorithmic <laughs> purpose is to talk about Last of Us Two. But we'll get there after yes. we've talked about Last of Us One a bit. Um, Josh, when was the last time you played it? About two years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, I've played it about five, six times right. since like it came out. And I actually only played it when the remaster came out for mm. PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. So I uh, picked it up then played through that played through Left Behind I think I've played through Left Behind about three times because um, I like playing it on the grounded difficulty and right. we'll get into like the gameplay yeah, yeah, at yeah. some point but I uh, started on hard went on to the one after that I think it was survival and then grounded so I had to yeah. play through it like a bunch of different times right. and each time it was just as captivating as the time before even like going back through it and reading the same sort of pages and the mm. same mm. looking at the same environmental storytelling over and over again I was it's like I'm never going to get sick of this world <laughs> I'm sick of this world I think um, we, like, we will get to Last of Us 2 stuff as yeah. well um, but Ash we've actually not talked about your thoughts on The Last of Us I'm assuming no. it's positive but what of do you think? Of course no I absolutely loved it like everyone keeps talking about it being the narrative of a generational this sort of thing and it being one of the best uh, pieces of st- well, yeah, yeah, one of the best pieces of storytelling you can get in gaming, and like it is, like, <laughs> it is, it's yeah. amazing. I described someone else who was asking if I should recommend it as being like in an episode of The Walking Dead because that's like my closest mm-hmm. like reference point. Okay, um, like not as in the Telltale ones in the actual series because right. like, it, it, it reminded me of the start of that when I was like absolutely hooked on the zombie stuff and mm-hmm. wanted to learn the lore and how uh, this whole thing had happened, and then you get these like really tight characters that it like focuses in on these two characters they're just like amazing and so well fleshed out and like they're just so nuanced and wonderful and human and I just want the best for them like. so uh, one of the things that Josh said which is the biggest talking point at the end of The Last of Us is how right was Joel to do what he did mm. did you what yeah. side did you come down on as to did you empathise with his final choice or what I actually knew what was going to happen at the end like oh, someone, you know actually you spoiled it for me that was not me that you sounds wrote, like Scott it's not at all what do you mean both of you did you wrote uh, an article for me on the best endings in read. games and yeah, I was well, like okay well yeah you read it mate so um, um, but yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> so I was, uh, yeah. What, what did you know? Did you know that like he was going to escape with Ellie? So spoilers. Um, yes. I uh, I knew 
I knew about David. I knew all okay. about. I knew about David. I knew David was uh, not a nice man, mm-hmm. and I knew the ending that um, that he breaks into the lab. The machete to the face. No, I, did, I, did, I knew that he. Oh, bo- I knew you bosh his head in, but I right. didn't realise quite how like uh, how much of a bosh it was. Yeah, that scene is a hell of a bosh. But yeah, the the end. I knew that he escapes with Ellie. They get to the lab and he escapes with mm-hmm. Ellie. Um, but I was actually okay with that because the whole like working towards getting to the lab and then you know something's gonna go wrong mm. with the way this world is like it's 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 a flawed horrible world and there's flawed horrible people so it's gonna not be a nice ending did you not believe in the fireflies to that point no I did no because mm. they're, they're so vacant and they're just they're just like there's the tags everywhere so they're dead everywhere you go there's like that big bloater in the middle of the university that has the firefly tag on it it's like well they're all dead and they're all connected <laughs> like it's all a lie yeah and then he's like going, oh, are these any of these fireflies he's going no I don't think so mm. you just took a tag off a bloater. <laughs> we know that the fireflies, they're not here. Well, well, yeah, some of them could have died and I the rest s- of them could be holed up somewhere. No, I didn't believe in them. I was like, I was, I was actually surprised that there was fireflies and that Marlene was there at the end. I was like, whoa, <laughs> how did you survive? Mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry, I'm like rambling. No, no, that's, yeah. that is entirely what we want. I think, because um, me and Josh had this conversation, I don't even know how long I've known you, but it was it was near the release oh. time of the last of us. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It was something like Jesus, that. that was a long time ago. I know, oh, we're, yes, we're old men, mate. And, uh, but anyway, and it's like, that's the thing. You come out of the last of us and it's got such immaculate character work and the, the script is phenomenal, the pacing's brilliant. And I always, I remember when it ended, I, in a pure me fashion, I remember when it ended and it cut to black. Oh, sorry, the bit when he, when uh, Joel's in the car and yeah. he tells Ellie, like, oh, um, actually it was a lie, they did, yeah. we're never going to save you. Um, and, you know, actually, no, that's not the way it was going to go. <gasps> yeah. Because it's me and I doubt myself a lot, I thought I must have missed something. I just right. thought <laughs> I missed a fundamental scene that explained yeah. what was actually going on. And and I was like, oh man, it's actually showing me the scene that I'm not ready for and I've missed everything and mm. whatever. Yeah. And so it, I, like, I still like the ending, the way that it ends on Ellie's expression but the yeah. actual like lead up to that did I I just doubted myself too much and then so realising that Joel was lying I was like you son of a I, I bought that like you mother and so like I kind of thought yeah I just totally bought yeah. the whole thing and then so I kind of had this like double edged sword thing but in the, the wider philosophical conversation of like would you sacrifice the many to save the few like yeah, I don't know. Because like my wife is always like, well, would you kill everybody to save me? Because she, she immediately says, I wouldn't kill everybody to save you. And I'm like, well, cheers. We, d- we did do the vows, but like, whatever. And uh, whereas I'm like, I think I probably, I do totally empathize whoops, with uh, with Joel. And I yeah. think I would, I don't know. Like, would, what, do you, what do you guys think about well, that question? That's the brilliance of the ending, right? Because these characters are, like you said, Ashley, so nuanced. And I did that video on why Joel might be the villain of The Last of Us. Yeah. And that's not me saying that Joel is a bad character or whatever. Joel mm. might be oh, he's a, a phenomenal character. He's a phenomenal character. In the fact that we're having like these debates at all and people can't decide on whether or not he did the right thing is just so great. I don't mm. know what I would do personally because if you do dig into like the Firefly stuff, they have, there are like indications that there could be other tests and it might not even work. So it might you might be sacrificing Ellie for nothing, which yeah. you know you don't want to do. And Joel has finally found this sort of daughter figure to replace Sarah after the beginning and like in this world that's already gone to hell. I mean, like mm. we are decades into the post-apocalyptic yeah. uh, universe at this point and everything is just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is seemingly no going back. And for me, it's sort of about pushing ahead and trying to find the humanity in what's left of it rather yeah. than trying to go back to what's before because you can't go back to what's before mm. so that connection between Joel and Ellie is so special and mm. ultimately worth saving in my yeah uh, what do you guys think of Ellie overall because I think she's one of my favourite characters like I um, there's something about it's, I, get, I get weirdly emotional with The Last of Us because I love mm. those characters so much I don't yeah. really I don't really care what direction you take them in but I'll, I'm with them regardless mm-hmm. I have faith in Neil Druckmann having like you know played everything that he's done and, and whatever and so like well, he was actually given a talk about um, you know the meaning of The Last of Us and he said 
that a lot of the, the readings, or one of the readings that was put into the game that a lot of people missed was that it's all about Ellie discovering that she can survive herself, that she doesn't need to rely on anyone else. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, um, at the end, when she sort of buys Joel's lie, she knows it's a lie, and but that's her accepting that she's like got authority again, that she, yeah. she's the one in control, and she's not just being like fed something that she'll go along with, because she gets passed along from, you know, military, uh, was it like military base to military yeah. base, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Riley and everything. And um, I like that. I think that like Last of Us 2 is kind of playing on that as well, like that she's so much her own person, yeah. that she's got tattoos yeah. and a knife, and she's going to go carve her name through half the populace. That's why that twist or whatever works so well, because mm. like Ellie is not being taken for a ride or anything. She yeah. totally knows. She is totally, you know, fully on board with buying into this lie. But she wants a, a family exactly, or Exactly, like yeah, she's connection. happy to accept the consequences that are no doubt going to come in the last yeah. of us too, which makes that dynamic even more interesting. Like, you know, it's probably not going to pick up in the next game with her being like, why are you lying to me yeah. years ago? Mm. Like, she knows yeah. and uh, she's got to deal with it. That's that's the thing. I mean, I guess we can we can sort of segue back and forward between Last of Us 2 because the footage that's out there so far, the initial little trailer teaser thing that they did, showed like Ellie playing a guitar and then Joel walks in and immediately people thought that maybe Joel was a figment of her imagination mm. and that, you know, she's going off on one and whatever. But, like, that's meant to be the plot drive, is that she finds out the truth about the Fireflies, yeah. but she interprets it as um, as a war on the Fireflies, mm-hmm. that, like, they shouldn't have misled people, and that's why she's so angry. At least that was the initial thing. Um, but in a in a script way, assumedly that's the manifestation of the lie, because Joel's yeah. going to have to step in and say, you're killing innocent people because mm-hmm. of my lie. And so that's that's the way that they're going to explore it. I mean, do you guys think that'll be the way that it goes? Ooh, I, have, I actually have no idea, and I don't want any idea mm. of how it's going to go is the thing. There's, there's questions I have that, like, I want to know what happens with the fireflies is there more immune children which i know is a lie but you'd think that this sort of anomaly would crop up more mm. than once so would his lie come true is there like an opportunity for them to be able to manipulate that are all the fireflies going to be like fighting back and mm. being terrible and evil because she was brought up in the military school thinking that fireflies were bad anyway true. so it taps back into that um but then she like riley was a firefly so she knows that they aren't all bad and marlene was a firefly mm-hmm. but yeah the, the 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 whole attacking the firefly thing i think would be a really cool angle mm-hmm. um i think that's her way of of plucking the truth out of joe like forcing yeah. it mm-hmm. um but that makes me wonder what happened to their relationship in between one and two if that is the case with the plot because uh, by the way they're pretty close to each other at the end mm, of one yeah. you'd assume that she could just go like hey Joel like what actually happened yeah. or whatever and then he would kind of because it feels like in the moment he makes the decision to say like everything I told you was true um, and it's like they can easily go back to that I don't know I feel like two people living together that knew each other very well would be able to have another conversation about it so I'm mm. kind of I'm assuming therefore that Ellie intentionally says well if you're not going to tell me the fact that we're so close and you still won't tell me yeah. means I need to go and do this other thing but the thing is Joel is such an insular person and mm. such a person who is so defensive and protective of his past like the whole thing with um, getting that picture of Sarah from his brother yeah. uh, when he gives it to her and he's like no I don't want it I don't want to see it don't ever show me this again I'm very angry punch punch yeah like I don't need this um, I feel like he'd be quite defensive on that point if he brought back to his past saying mm. you lied to me you changed and manipulated manipulated manipulated, <laughs> manipulated um, this mm-hmm. I think he just just shut down and be like no whatever yeah but, I, I kind of agree with that because their relationship you know like over the course of The Last of Us they grow to sort of love and care mm-hmm. for it, mm-hmm. another. but it takes a long time yes. to get to that position and they're only finally properly there at the very end of the game so mm. really but then it all shatters and then we cut to black that's the thing their good years or whatever are going to come after the end of that game and it's yeah. all built around this one mm. lie so you can kind of see them both not wanting to talk about it and if yeah. they do return to that in a few years time a decade later or whatever wherever mm-hmm. uh, it is um, that could just bring it all shatter, sh- crashing down because mm-hmm. it is fundamentally 
their relationship after the game is built around that one singular moment. It's yeah. true. Uh, we can talk a little bit about uh, Left Behind as well, the DLC. Because oh, um, I, I that was that. the thing. It's great. I love that they just did a whole DLC about what it's like being a teenager playing around in like a mall. Like, yeah, you go and do yeah. the arcade games and whatever else. And <laughs> excuse me. And then they end on that like just emotional gut punch yeah. that kind of, you always know something's just right around the corner. But I still yeah. love the way that they did it. Um, what did you guys think of like, I don't know, Ellie's sort of relationship with Riley and how you think that's going to manifest in Last of Us 2 based on the footage that we've seen? Like, I like the fact that they're fleshing out that side of her and saying, look, yeah. we're yeah. Gonna, you know, full on like lesbian protagonist and we're going to try and see how her emotions play out based on the idea that in this world, the closer you get at someone, the more raw it's going to be when they yeah. get wrenched away from you. Well, see, the thing is, like I said to you earlier, like the way, the people, the way people reacted to Ellie kissing another woman mm-hmm. in the trailer, um, I thought was very much, it was celebratory, but people seemed like it hadn't already been done in the DLC. Mm. Um, the impression I got, that was from before I played the game and everything. I guess a lot of people DLC. maybe didn't play the DLC. Yeah, so yeah. maybe it was, maybe yeah, that's probably it. People didn't play, didn't play the DLC, mm-hmm. but I was quite, I was surprised to see it was um, like seeded that early on and I enjoyed it. I thought it was really mm-hmm. nice that you see like this, this friendship and it's like, it is more than a friendship and that, and her knowing herself and then that all being taken away mm-hmm. really quickly and horribly. But then also learning that she's immune to zombies. So That was actually, to go back to the thing you said before about like if there's more than one person who's immune, I really don't want that because I think yeah. that for me it takes away the fundamental, one of the reasons that she's so important in terms of like, you know, the, the machinations of the script, like mm. she's the walking cure and it's like if there's, if there's any other, there's multiples of her, then you lose the importance of her as oh, like a plot device. That's interesting because... Or as a certain plot device. For me anyway, when it comes to like those kind of narratives, I, I really don't like narratives about the one or kind right, of... Like right. Chosen one or whatever, and I don't think Ellie is. And I think during The Last of Us, they mm-hmm. sort of try to subvert that mm-hmm. by those hints that there might be more. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think the for me, the whole point of The Last of Us is proving that Ellie is more than just this sort of cure or like right. potential yeah. to like sort of help humanity, or whatever. Like she's a person first and foremost, mm-hmm. and she just kind of happens to be kind of immune to There's more of that in Left stuff. Behind as well. Yeah, like you get the scenes with her and Riley talking in the bunkers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like, but that's the thing, like in Last of Us too. Like, I mean, yeah, they've gone whole hog with like fleshing her out. She's, I think she's, I don't think when you said she's the only main character player character uh, they, the they, were, they were coy about it yeah because yeah. the second it, piece yeah. of footage they showed off was like obviously ellie doing a lot of what joel taught her and how to be and she kind of learned how to be a fighter beforehand and stuff but it's like yeah it's like if you remove that and you follow her it's like what else are they going to explore like we know well we know if we follow your theory that um the have you seen the footage last of us too by the way the uh, all the trailers and i've seen yeah i've seen stuff. i've seen bits of it i didn't want to look at the woman too with the hammer. much yeah oh there's um i've seen a bit the where the, the the guy gets uh yeah when the guy gets hung up yeah yeah that one so um yeah so like the, um, the woman that's getting hung up mm. is, assumedly is Ellie's mum because um, that's Ooh. like another like plot thing that, well, I thought like, she was gone I thought she was well, I thought Marlene told us well but then Marlene would say that to keep Ellie to do what she needs for the sake of the, the but fireflies but she didn't know that she was immune when she was a kid because only when she got bitten that they found out yeah. so she but then she was but that's the thing if she was born immune then. oh my god how would they know <laughs> yeah. oh. Well, no, I guess that's the thing. They wouldn't like Marlene and the Fireflies would know that Ellie was immune after she got bitten, yeah. which was after the mum had left the scene. Because yeah. the whole thing is—I think the whole thing is that the mum left, gave her to the the military installations or whatever, and that's why she ends up going from place yeah. to base. There's a base. note so from just, a mum, isn't there? There's a note yeah. that says like, "This is for the." I thought she was dead. I thought like well, I got the impression. I think they want you to definitely think yeah. that she's out of the picture. The, the theory I have around this is mm-hmm. that she is Ellie's mum, but it could be occurring over two different timelines. We could mm-hmm. be playing as Ellie in the present mm-hmm. day, and we could be flashing back to her actual. Uh, her mum's actions of like why that's impacting Ellie as she is now. Right. Yeah. That's. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. The multiple timeline thing is uh, is really interesting because in the newest footage, obviously, of this show, I don't know what the name of the character is that she's with, but like mm. she's uh, she kisses a girl and then it cuts to her doing full on Last of Us barbaric stuff yeah, with a knife. Yeah. And so, like, the assumption was that maybe those are the two timelines that we see her in the present and then we see her in the future, which she's been reduced to. And maybe that girl, whatever her name is, has been taken away from her. Oh, I keep hitting the mic. Keep doing that, Scott. I can't help myself. It's and, uh, you know, why not? And uh, yeah, the assumption being that uh, she finally makes a connection, uh, an honest connection that isn't the one that she has with Joel, and then something happens to the camp or her or whatever and then she's like well all I have is the rage inside me which is what Joel had and everything just repeats itself yeah. again yeah. well th- th- there's a really cool thing Neil Druckmann said when the game was first announced and he said the theme of the last of us one was love if yes. you can we, we, somehow. It is. somehow somehow it yeah. it's, it's like broken love but broken yeah. love and the theme of the last of us two is hate yeah. oh no <laughs> so that. oh, That's, no. that was the thing because yeah he was like oh the theme's gonna be hate and it was like oh teenage angst yeah. and then like yeah I mean I have full faith in Druckmann like dude came on board for as a lead writer on Uncharted 
Uncharted 2 and has done nothing but gold since. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, alongside Bruce Trailey. But I mean, what do you guys want to see in terms of the, I don't know, like any direction the plot could go in terms of like where Joel, what do you think Joel's going to do? Or like, what's his arc? What's he got left God, to do? I just, uh, oh God, <laughs> I don't know what oh I want God. from Joel. Because I feel like we've had Joel's story and this is Ellie's story. Mm. I actually want him, if it's going to be about Ellie, I think I want like references to him, but him not to be that involved. And I want to know what he's doing and mm-hmm. where he's settled up and maybe living with Tommy at the power plant. Nice. Um, like just stabbing stuff, being angry. Um, <laughs> Punching meat. But he's yeah. like, he's calmed down now, mm, I yeah. think. I know, but he... if it breaks down with Ellie, he's going to mm. be Mr. Senor Stab. <laughs> like, he's going to be all over the place. Actually, so. one thing I'd be curious if they delve back into is uh, Joel's life as a, uh, I forget what his name, what his role was. He only comes in at the very beginning of The Last of Us and he's on the phone. He's on about transporting like a package or he's on about transporting something. Yeah. We get like a yeah, hint yeah. as to what he was, but like a courier is the word mm. I was looking yeah. for. Um, and so I wonder if they'll retrospectively go into that and the assumption that he had to lie to Sarah to whatever he did well, and then he loses Sarah yeah. and he lies to Ellie and yeah I think I don't know whether I want them to do it but it would be great sort of dramatic uh, material to mine is that in The Last of Us we don't get to see it but Joel has done a lot of terrible things yeah. Yeah. you get glimpses of it when he's talking to Tommy about his past and him and Tess got up to some him and Tess yeah. got up to some stuff so Tess. oh Tess Bad. is so Tess is great. can we just have a moment for Tess can Tess come it's back not on a podcast you can't but yes <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know whether they're going to sort of have him reckoning with his past because at the end of The Last of Us he's kind of put it behind him but he hasn't dealt with it he's still mm. suppressing it in a way and he hasn't really suffered the consequences of his prior actions so I don't know whether we're going to get a sort of redemptive arc for Joel like a proper one not based on a lie or yeah. based on kind but of but that's the thing if you come down on the side that he damned humanity to save Ellie then there's no redemption I'm, for him. I'm more talking about mm. his kind of just his selfishness right. rather than like him damning the world or whatever just him sort of doing things out of his own self interest mm-hmm. presumably to save Ellie or help his brother even though they don't really want it <laughs> yeah. But the whole thing is, I felt like him saving Ellie was a redemption arc. Mm. I was probably like cheering for him when nice. he did it. Like, I know. What, like, in the final bit? Yeah, when he was like, <laughs> I got the gun and he was like holding up at the doctor because I thought it was still part of the cutscene. And I was like, shoot him, shoot him, right. come on, shoot him. Yeah. And I was like standing there like, did you, in that bit, right? Why is it not in that bit with the three surgeons or whatever, did yeah. you? I was like, did you just shoot? Like, literally. Right, so, like, in, in that bit, you're supposed, well, assumedly, you're supposed to walk towards the first surgeon, and that's when the the game takes over and makes you scalp it, makes you cut his throat oh, with the scalpel. What? I yeah. didn't scalp him. You can Me neither. Scalp him. Well, that's no, not he, scalpel. I, don't scalp him. I know. I went near him. And he, he got a gun out at me, and I was like, Yo, no, I'm here for Ellie. Right. B word that's not on YouTube. Yeah. Dang, son. Biz snitch. So came and like pistol whipped him and right. like well I shot him and uh. shot the other two and uh, it was, I had a whole different scene playing out in my head where I was like slashing right. everyone so around in yeah. that, well, I've got to tell you guys this thing because in that moment you walk into the room and, yeah. and Ellie's on the table and there's three surgeons being like oh my god you're not supposed to be here yeah. and yeah if you walk forward the scripting takes over and you just you cut the guy's throat with a scalpel it's the first time the game says hey Joel's gonna do what Joel's gonna do mm. but you do have control before that which is when you shot the three people uh, I don't know what you did but I'll get to the you in yeah. a second uh, for me in that moment again first time through I was like well Joel's meant to be the like the vengeance fueled or like he's so passionate he just needs Ellie and I was like mm. I love Ellie I want to save Ellie God <laughs> yeah. what did you do man? well my gamer he's brain he's throw a Molotov in there <laughs> you're not wrong my, uh, my gamer brain kicked in and I sort of went into the room and I was like well if you want me to be a monster I'll be a monster so I got the flamethrower out and I just flambeed them all <laughs> and then I saved Ellie <laughs> Ellie's right there what if you accidentally She's... set her on fire well I wasn't thinking that I was thinking game rules I was just thought I just thought well if they want me to be if, if monster's what you're going to call me yeah. I can't think there's a let live lurk that fits that 
But anyway, yeah. So it's an interesting like angle to take because when I went in there, I didn't want to kill the doctors. I felt like mm. I haven't done anything wrong. So right. I tried to approach one of them and just knock him out. Yeah, and George splits the Oh my god, what are you doing, man? And that's sort of when you kind of have to just be like, all right, okay, mm. you are not in control of this moment. The game yeah. wants you to think a specific thing and mm. you can interpret that how you want, but Joel is sort of, like you said, well, it's personification of vengeance. Yeah. That yeah, in that final bit when you're in, it's all shadowy, you're walking, working your way through the hospital and everything. Did you take out, did you take out the fireflies in that point or were you trying to avoid them? Oh, just killed them all. Yeah. Right, so you off. killed the men. Well, they were shooting at me though. These like unprovoked doctors, yeah, you had a gun at me, okay. but like they, they weren't trying to gun me down the chamber <laughs> for that. Did you do the same thing? Like, yeah, just no, I've killed everyone right. like, at every opportunity. <laughs> I, I really I really was not good at sneaking in right. this game. I also had no patience for it, so I'd like mm. stock up on everything and then just burn everyone <laughs> like, that came near me. Like, you well, my thing, like you. Like me, I thought yeah. my whole thing was that I was embodying Joel, and, I, and Joel's already like pretty far gone as far as de desensitization mm. to... like. I mean, they hint at the fact that he used to be one of the people that would stop cars on the road and, and steal yeah. things from people. And so I was like, well, I get that he can let himself go, and, like, and all he cares about is Ellie. And... Mm. and you know, on a fundamental level, all I care about in that scenario is Ellie. Yeah. I have no love for uh, Marlene or the Fireflies necessarily. Mm. Um, so I completely embraced that and, you know, just scorched everyone and took yeah. Ellie. Um, but, no, yeah. I, I really agree. I think I don't think you're playing as you. I think you're playing as Joel. Mm -hmm. And this game really reinforces that Joel is a person with a personality that is set and you are just in his shoes. It's like Geralt in The Witcher. Like, yes. you are, like you play, you're playing as Geralt, but Geralt is Geralt at the end of the day. I think one of the biggest problems with, like, choices in games is that they... I always have this thing... I don't if you guys have this in this is a wider conversation but like when you get a choice in the game mm. it's like do you do what the character would do or do you yeah. do what you want to see yeah. and mm, I always yeah. try and do what the character would do but then I'm like oh but that's a really cool I get to shoot their head off if I do that <laughs> or whatever like in Mass Effect yeah. uh, 2 you can like hit the button and kick the guy out the window yeah. it's like my um, what do you call positive shepherd guy wouldn't do oh, that oh you do in Paragon yeah Paragon sorry, I've yeah. always oh, renegaded well, so much sense Ash of course you were literally yeah. every, no, all, my, all my crewmates renegades are hilarious run yeah all of my crewmates Paragon everyone else <laughs> renegades <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing and, and then yeah I mean that's part of like a wider thing and what I was going to say is I'm glad they didn't do that in The Last of Us I think one of the reasons that it lands <laughs> is that they lead you down a path they have him in cutscenes mm. they have Joel be so established yeah. so the one time they have three surgeons ahead of you your yeah. like a potential surrogate daughter whatever right there and they go what do you want to do you have to kill them yeah. so yeah well that's interesting you should say that because I was uh, researching that other video I did and why I kind of went down the path of Joel being which the other villain. video to plug it uh, I think it's why Joel is really the villain of The okay. Last of Us I think that's what it's called Yes. Um, I found out um, through some interviews that originally it was going to be a choice. Like, right. they're going to give you like the mm. option of either killing them or just like you know doing something else. Mm. And apparently, I think it might be Bruce Straley, but I might be getting this mixed up. Mm. Said like, why? Like, why? Why <laughs> giving them the option? That, uh -huh. This is what is far more impactful if Joel has to do it. Totally. In like the player has no agency in that yeah. moment, and I think that's totally right. I don't think the cut to black would work if you had the choice. Like, I think you you need yeah. a juxtaposition of violent Joel, whether it's through scalpel yeah. or flamethrowers or Molotovs or whatever, <laughs> versus cut, just cut to him in the car yeah. and she's asleep and this is I'm going to make up this whole lie because yeah. I just torched yeah. the place to the ground and I think that's one of the best things that works but like I said if you if you come down on the side of Joel is the bad guy then I wonder how much they have to put him to the back of Last of Us 2 and just focus on his ramifications and, and Ellie Ooh, that's so true yeah because of the, all the people that go oh he's bad he's not bad he's no, just he's a good. man living his life he's all of us apocalypse. like no I um, the all of us. I, I do think him saving Ellie was his redemption arc because it was his it was him learning that there's things bigger than him out there he still chose it for himself but what about the bit where he just executed Executes Marlene in the head. She'd come after him. Man. She was annoying. I mean, that's his reason. She was though. annoying. Like, she, yeah. she's annoying. Yeah, she's on the floor. Going, Do you me? I was like, yeah, could shut up, fly fly lady. Like, you've had enough of that. Games have changed you. Yeah, she's literally. Amazing. This she was lovely. this game, honestly, all that matters is Ellie and keeping her safe. <laughs> Marlene can lie to her. 
shoot people, do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, one of the things that you were talking about in terms of uh, the gameplay of Last of Us 2 as well is how Naughty Dog have kind of changed. Like, Last of Us was one of the first times that we saw them try their, like, wide linear thing, like, wider mm. levels that still have a defined sort of, like, thorough path, like a forward momentum. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, the bit that they showed off in the second amount of footage was this big old, like, middle of the city kind of place. Um, I guess the second question is, like, how do you think Last of Us 2 is going to evolve on the way you play the first one? Because you said you like you like minimizing the aspects of the first one for this, the difficulty. Um, well, well, yeah, because I thought the first one like played really well. I mm. know a lot of people don't really like the mechanics of it, but I thought like oh, shooting was solid and mm. stealth was solid, even though you didn't have the patience for it. But, uh, I, I did a bit. I did a bit. But yeah. every time I got past the section, were you shooting your whole way through it? No, I, I, I snuck around as much as I could because I like stealth games and I was doing all the stealth bits. But as soon as I got through, I'd turn around and then shoot them all. You you were ending Joel at the very beginning. You were like the full scalpel yeah, version. There's no character development there. He started yeah. out just yeah. killing everyone, ended killing everyone. To be everyone. fair, the thing that I absolutely love doing in The Last of Us is you get any, a brick, a bottle, whatever, yeah. and you run to them because you can do that thing where you run, smash them over the face, and you run up and go, yeah, with exactly. the baseball bat. What's that spine thing's ever? You yeah. run up to them, throw them, a brick at them, and then whoosh, Have you yeah. tried standing on their face, mate, when they get on the floor? Oh, yeah, Ugh. when they spot you and you're like, whoosh, shut up. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that in uh, Resident Evil 2, which I'm now oh, playing wow. through. Um, but yeah, nice bit of head squishing in that game. Big yes. fan. Big, yeah. big fan. Were you, were you making a point I then, Josh? I feel like you were. We were talking about Naughty Dog's game levels and Yeah, I think based off their past games, based off The Last of Us, based off Uncharted 4, based off The Lost Legacy in particular, I think they're going to push ahead on this wide linear thing, and I think that suits The Last of Us perhaps, no, not not potentially more than Uncharted. I went back to my own point there, but it does suit The Last of Us in the way you just kind of manoeuvre around these environments and sort of plan your stealth routes and plan your action routes through them. I think it makes more sense, and it also helps making the world feel either lived in or empty. Like, there is a sense of, when you're exploring the neighbourhoods in The Last of Us 1, not only is it great... so desolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not only is it great from, like, a gameplay perspective because you have all these options, options, but it really drives home the fact that this is a dead world yeah. in, like, mm. this humanity between you and Ellie when you're having, like, good crack around the um, <laughs> neighbourhood. Like, yeah. that's worth preserving because everything else is dead. That must have been something that they went back and forward on so much in development. Like, yeah. how much do you pull back on the amount of enemies so you can, you can facilitate the character arcs? Like, mm. and yeah. I, that's the thing I love the most is that you get just enough combat. Like, I honestly think The Last of Us is perfect. Like, I don't yeah. have any problems with it whatsoever. Um, and that's the thing. I like They've been showing off, like, you know, these combat possibilities and how every area is kind of like this combat puzzle. And that's what they've been exploring in Uncharted. Um, but how did you find the combat in Last of Us? Like, was there anything that you yearned for? Was no, I really liked it. I liked the um, the limitedness of your bullets as well. So you mm. had, like, a real short supply of bullets. Because, mm-hmm. like, I was there, like, popping them off everywhere. Of course you were. So um, I obviously came into trouble a couple of times. I was like, oh, I've got no bullets. I'm really low on all my supplies because I keep cranking out Molotovs. Like, I actually need to, like, play the game how it wants me to play yeah. as well, so then I'd have to, like, change my tactics and stuff. Um, and I thought that was really clever and nice way of doing it because it, like, changes your difficulty mm. and, and all that sort of thing as you get through the different scenarios. And um, there was lots of times that I found it quite hard not to come back and then reassess my paths and cool. stuff. I just, th- I just think it was perfect. I think yeah. it was just the right level of difficulty. And like you say, the right level of amount of combat versus amount of stealth versus amount of, like, chatting and looking at things and stroking giraffes and all that nice <laughs> Oh, stuff. the giraffe like, moment. Mm. Do we think Last of Us 2 will have a giraffe moment? Yes. Uh, that's a hell of a thing. How would you replicate it, yes. though? That, like how do you replicate it without it being too full yeah. on? Although yeah. Lost Legacy did it beautifully with the elephants, mm. uh, which I'd recommend that, that game's elephant scene is, is absolutely adorable. Just the zoo animals, man. <laughs> that's the, they, they totally did it like very wink and nod in, in Lost Legacy. If you haven't played Uncharted Lost Legacy, it's phenomenal. But there's one bit where you just go through a cave and mm. they, it just you just like come out, the camera like pans up. It's like, we're just with a bunch of elephants now. <laughs> do you want to go and stroke them like you did yeah. in The Last of Us? And it's really, really good. Um, but yeah, the one thing that I think, I can't remember if you could do it in the first Last of Us, but could you retrieve arrows after you fire them at dudes? Yeah, yeah. Because that to be a 
thing that's in all games, is right. what I'm saying. Gotta make a claim here. Go on. The um, sort of bone arrow mechanic in The Last of Us is the best bone arrow mechanic in any game. It's better than Tomb Raider, it's better than Far Cry. Get a little arc in that bit. I know, yeah. Like, there's, something, there's something about like there's something about the physics of it. Yeah, that's yeah. so satisfying. Especially if you catch a guy in mid in when he's oh, running. It's so satisfying. And like, there must be a way that the game is sort of helping me out. No, we did that. Cool, but we I did feel that. Feel cool every single time. We did that it's entire me. thing it's on me. We did. Uh, okay, then. So you guys, let us know what you think down in the comments below. Are you looking forward to the Last of Us Two? Have we finished? We finished. We had oh, such a good band. Half an hour's flown by, but we'll catch you guys next time. Yes, I've been Scott, the host for the What Culture Gaming Podcast. Joined by Ash. Hello and goodbye. And John. Josh. Hello and goodbye, I guess. <laughs> I don't just repeat the thing the guest says every single time. Why place. not? Make me go first next time. Bye. Bye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.